politicians are the virus. Yeah, man, maybe I am dumb. You think you're free? You think you're free just because you can't see the cage they keep you in? Fauci jerked off a pangolin, and now we all have COVID. It's us against them, guys. Get out there and spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Get ready to spread love and liberty with The Dad Presents. Now, guys, first off, I am excited today to tell you about a format change for the show. I get feedback from a lot of you most of the time. I appreciate it. You know, you're, you're a lot like the bride. You, you love to backseat drive. Get in the other lane. Slow down. Brake lights. Turn down your music. Blah, blah, blah. She loves it. She's, she's the best backseat driver in the world, and I appreciate it. Likewise, a lot of you like the Monday morning quarterback this show, and, and the good news is I, I read all of it. I read it all, and I've actually taken it to heart. I think about it, and I am making a change. You have been heard. I've heard recently a lot from several of you, Matt, I really enjoy the solo stuff. It's really entertaining, but some of your interviews, they just they lose me a little bit. They don't interest me. But then conversely, I'll hear people say things like, Matt, the interviews are great. They're really in-depth. I enjoy your guests. But your solo stuff is a little corny. And then from even others, I hear things like, uh, hey, Matt, I hate you. Go kill yourself. Well, not going to kill myself. And the main reason I'm not going to do that is the bride would use the entire life insurance policy on patio furniture, ice cream, and holiday decorations. And my children would starve to death. Also, you know, I like life. I dig it. I dig life. So I can't kill myself. I can't do that for you. However, I have decided to separate the shows from now on. I've done a couple solo shows recently, and I feel like they've gone pretty well. So from now on, you're either going to get a solo show, you're going to get all Matty Boy, if that's what you're into, or you're going to get an interview. But I won't mix the two of them. So everybody gets what they want, and we're all happy. Yay! Okay, so this one's a solo show, and you're going to know what kind of show you're getting from the title. So on this show, we do a lot of telling you what's wrong in the world and what we have to do to fix it. Well, I also want to make sure to make a point in 2022 of pointing out the positive changes when I see them. This past week, giant victory. Great Britain, who was as deep in COVID dogma as any place, dropped all their mandates for masking and passports. Now, Boris Johnson, the leader, was caught in a, you know, being a hypocrite like all these other politicians over here. And a lot of people believe that maybe that's why they dropped it. I don't care why. We got to take the wins when we get the wins. This is a giant win for the world. It's a shame that America did not lead this freedom charge. We used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. But whatever, man, let's not get upset about it. This is a win for freedom and we should celebrate it. I'm pumped. And the truth is, the truth is coming out through leaked documents, emails, whatnot. There's just no more hiding the truth. And here's the truth. Okay, this is the truth. It's no longer deniable. All the evidence is out. COVID escaped from the Wuhan lab where it was intentionally created for scientific and healthcare purposes so science could stand ahead of the natural evolution of the virus. It's highly possible the intentions of the people who did this were pure. But this type of research is illegal, and it was funded by Dr. Fauci and the NIH. 
Because of this, the Fauci empire spent the next two years aggressively trying to cover up their crimes, silencing anybody who talked about them, while conspiring with big pharma and big tech to repress information about effective treatments like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Meanwhile, power-hungry politicians used the tragedy of COVID to steal away our freedoms and amass power while creating the greatest transfer of wealth from the poor and middle class to the rich that the world has ever seen, going back to the times of kings and queens and serfs. This was the biggest transfer of wealth in human history. The truth is out. People are starting to see it. And that's the story that's going to be told five years from now. And now the narrative out there in the mainstream media, which has been slowly shifting over the past month, it's now gotten turned upside down. And some Democrats are actually speaking truths about COVID. I heard a Democratic congressperson on TV say that cloth masks don't work. Said that on TV. And it was so bizarre to hear that coming out of a Democrat's mouth that I half expected a vortex to to like open up right there on TV and see Bill Gates' creepy, wrinkled old man arm reach for the TV and grab her and disappear the congressperson forever. But that didn't happen. And her truth was not a one-off. The truths just keep coming from the other aisle. Friday night, Barry Weiss, who is a reputable liberal journalist, she was on Real Time with Bill Maher, who's a noted Democrat, and they were spitting hard truths about vaccines not working. Listen. No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I... I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, and then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a Trumper. (laughs) I'm sorry. If you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it, more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think... I love that. Barry Weiss sounds like us. Bill Maher sounds like us. They sound like they're switching to team freedom. And my favorite thing about that is the crowd was cheering it on. Now, I've been to the taping of Bill Maher a couple times. That's, that's a CNN watching Democrat crowd. My only question is, were they cheering because they believe it and that's how they feel? Or were they cheering like mindless monkeys because the guy standing there with the card, holding up the card that says cheer and clap? Because they do that. So I guess we don't know. But it's a win. And we're going to celebrate this win. What I know for sure is we are winning. They are losing. We are winners. 
they are losers. We have losers. We have losers. Well, Rosie's a loser. She's always been a loser. They're losers. They're just losers. Loser. Let's go, Ace. Loser. <laughs> now, play, playing that is not an endorsement of Trump. Okay, I'm just stating facts. We're winning. They're losing. And, you know, regardless of what you think about Trump, one thing I think we all have to admit is that if you can get beyond his mean tweets and how they contributed to dividing the country, the guy's fucking hysterical. He missed his calling. I don't think he should have been president. I think he should have had a talk show or a podcast or maybe just been a stand-up comic because he fucking cracks me up. If you just step back and look at it from a, you know, from a bird's eye view. Anyway, a lot of Democrats are starting to talk this way. The pandemic is over. It's over. The narrative has changed. And it's not just the pundits and the politics changing tune. The CDC this week released data and a statement that natural immunity is much better and stronger than vaccinations. It seems to me the CDC is about nine months behind on viewing the dad presents because we are giving you that nine months ago, but I'm glad they're finally listening. CDC, Michelle Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky, whatever your name is, keep watching. If you get caught up, if you get current in the episodes, by next month, you'll be telling everybody that cloth masks don't work and that ivermectin is more effective for prevention of COVID than the vaccine with less side effects. And now after saying that, I will definitely not be posting this show on YouTube or Facebook because I don't want my third strike. So please go to Rumble. That's where you're going to find it. Or Spotify. You see, because the nutty thing is, Facebook actually gave me a 24-hour suspension for posting about natural immunity in June with statistics. And that was at least the third time that I got a suspension for stating something that was obviously true that the CDC, six months to a year later, also agreed was true. So, so Mark Zuckerberg, you need to get on your fucking hoverboard and get over to my house and give me an apology. And I'll forgive you for maybe $5 million. Get over here with your hoverboard and $5 million and tell me you're sorry for all those suspensions. Or suspend the CDC. Because I know you're a fair man and you're going to play it the same both ways, right? We have this brave high school girl, love this girl from Illinois, spitting hot fire and truth at her school board about how masks have given herself and her friends anxiety. Listen. Thank you for teaching students that our own mental health is much less important than making triple vaccinated adults feel safe. Thank you for teaching me that even the most minute risk is not worth taking. Life is best when you take the path of least resistance, with no chance of failure and definitely no chance of catching a cold. Thank you for not reaching out to the students to ask how we feel about masks, because if you did, the majority of students would say that they hate masks, and then you might second-guess your decision to make us wear them. Thank you for allowing me to experience the anxiety associated with never seeing facial expressions. Thank you for teaching us that we should never question authority or think critically, but instead we should follow whatever the people in charge tell us to do. Obedience is best. I realize now that thinking for yourself is overrated and not really necessary when you can just make decisions based on fear. Thank you for pushing your irrational fears and anxieties on me because I didn't already have enough to worry about. 
I realize now how easy it, I had it when I only had to worry about my classes, my grades, SAT, and getting into college. Thank you for teaching me that being a morally superior person only requires that I cover my face for eight hours a day and that the most morally superior people wear two masks or even three masks. As you know, states around us, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and Minnesota, which have two and a half times more students than Illinois, don't force kids, don't force kids to wear to masks. I'm with you, though. These states are out of control, recklessly putting kids at risk of misery and death every day. Masks work, even if these states have the same outcomes as Illinois. Speaking of data, thank you for staying silent without mask, about masking, despite the fact that COVID has a very high survival rate in kids my age. Who needs data anyway, though? We all know that it will never be safe to see anyone's face ever again. What I love is that she pointed out how the things that were best for the children became second fiddle to the comfort and perceived safety of a few neurotic people in the school administrations. School administrations exist for the purpose of serving and educating the children. The way that we prioritize the comfort of elderly, civil, neurotic servants in these schools is awful. And it reminds me of the time that the bride and I went to a restaurant maybe 15 years ago in Pittsburgh. And, you know, we're friendly. We talk to the waitress. I, I don't mind when the waitress exchanges some friendly banter. I don't even mind sometimes when the waitress would pull that move where they sit down next to you. But this waitress, who was about 300 pounds, sat down next to us, started complaining about her feet hurting. She's wearing high heels. You know, if you're 300 pounds, don't wear high heels, maybe. Maybe don't, okay? Starts complaining about her high heels hurting, takes them off because her feet were killing her. No, lady, no. Go across the street to Foot Locker and buy some motherfucking Nikes and get comfortable. But don't be taking off your stinky shoes and stinking up our eating area with your nasty, sweaty feet. We're paying you 25% of this bill to give us good service. Smelling up our eating area is not good service. That's, that is what has happened at these schools. We are paying these civil servants to educate our kids. For a year, they just didn't do that. They sent the kids home for a year. Actually, I think it was more than a year here in California. Just said, no, we're not going to educate them. Tell them to Google some shit. That's basically what it was. Google some shit. And then after that, for the last year since then, kids have had to show up at school wearing masks. And that impedes learning. It's just a fact. I know in the last two years, I've not heard a motherfucking word anybody said to me. I didn't know that I heard things by seeing people's lips move. My, my ears don't work so good. I'm old. They don't work so good. Too much loud music. I, I partied when I was young. So when I'm talking to someone, I need to see their lips moving to understand what they're saying. I have said, huh? And what? More times in the past two years than I've said in the previous 46 years of my life. So... Yes, kids have better hearing, but I'm sure there's a lot of kids who are having trouble hearing because of these masks. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids with ADD who are having trouble paying attention. And I'm sure there's a lot of kids who just understand better when they can see people's mouths moving. These, there's no question that these masks have impeded learning. And for what? They have not done one bit of good. And my question is, why does this child, this child who, you know, I'd like to find a way to introduce her to my son, 
because this this young lady is going places. This young lady is a winner. But why does she, a 13-year-old child, have to get up there and make this fight? Why does she have to do it? Why have the teachers not taken this stand? Why have more parents not taken this stand? Why does this girl seem to be the only person in Illinois capable of any logic, any critical thinking skills? She reminds me of that little girl in Florida who was suspended from school 32 times. Now, we're talking about an elementary age girl suspended 32 times for coming to school without a mask, but she didn't give up. That little, that little bad motherfucker kept fighting. She went to school the 33rd time with no mask on. And finally, the school's like, fuck it, man. Fuck it. You win. And they dropped their policy. They dropped their masking policy. Sadly, of course, after that, everybody in the school died because no masks. I'm kidding. Nothing happened to anyone. Everybody was fine. Nobody died. Okay. They punished those children. They punished that little girl, sent her home 32 times for nothing. Young girls are fighting the battles that society should be fighting for them. These poor children are dealing with a brainwashed, paranoid population that has watched too much CNN propaganda. And what is the propaganda about? Well, three things. It's propaganda to make you think that you need these vaccines to help the pharmaceutical companies get rich. It's propaganda about where the, vac- uh, where the disease came from so that Lord Fauci and his warriors don't get in trouble and go to jail. And it's propaganda for the lockdowns, for shutting down businesses that has led to the biggest transfer of wealth in history. It's propaganda. And Barry Weiss, that lady's right, man. God bless her. This generation is going to grow up And they're going to remember this catastrophic time as a catastrophic moral crime against the youth. That's how this is going to be remembered. We're in the home stretch. We are. We're in the home stretch. This COVID stuff is wrapping up. Now, Joe Biden did just order half a billion masks and half a billion tests with your taxpayer dollars that won't be here for about a month. So he can't yet claim victory over COVID or he would look like a more of a jackass than we already see him as. But mark my word, in probably like two months, he's going to get on your TV and he's going to claim victory over COVID. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. He's going to get on TV and he's going to tell you, I shut down the virus. And then he's going to tell everybody that we got to go and vote for Democrats in the midterm or Republicans will get in the house and kill you all. That's what he's going to tell you. And you know what? Whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. I don't care what he says. I'm just going to be happy to get my freedoms back. And hopefully, in the process, enough people will have been awakened to what is actually going on that we won't ever have to deal with this again. So if Joe Biden wants to claim credit, let him fucking have it. Now, I'm not going to go and vote for any fucking Democrat. Hell no. Probably not going to vote for too many Republicans either. Seriously. But I'm not going to whine about Joe Biden claiming victory when he does that. I'll just be happy that it's over. But, you know, not everyone is quite ready to let go of COVID just yet. The pharmaceutical companies are definitely not ready to let go of it yet. They're making too much money. And the good Democrats on Team Science, some of them aren't willing to let go of it yet. A hospital in Rhode Island, 
they ran into a nursing shortage because they laid off all the unvaccinated nurses. You know, just like they, they're doing all over the country, these heroes, these nurses who were our heroes, perfectly competent, smart nurses getting laid off because they made the medical choice not to get the vaccine. All got laid off. So then, of course, everybody else in the hospital, all the vaccinated nurses ended up catching Omicron and they had to be sent home. So these hospitals started ending up with shortages. So this hospital in Rhode Island, what did they do? Did they... Did they call up the nurses they laid off and say, oh man, we fucked up. We're so sorry. We want to give you a big signing bonus. Why don't you come on back to work? No, 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 no. Of course they didn't do that. Nobody in this country ever apologizes and admits they were wrong. No, no, they didn't do that. What they did is on the down low, they called up some of the COVID positive nurses who had been sent home with COVID who were vaccinated, and they said, hey, you know, you don't have any symptoms. We're kind of short, right? So why don't you come on back? Why don't you come on back to work? And the nurses went back to work. And guess what? They gave everybody in the hospital COVID and people died, predictably. These genius scientific liberals at this hospital, that's the decision they made. Leave the unvaccinated healthy nurses at home. Let's bring back the the COVID positive nurses. It'll be fine. My wife is a nurse. If you want to get every, if you want to spread a disease, give it to a nurse in a hospital. They're dealing with sick people and they touch everyone in the hospital. They will go in this room. They take the blood pressure. They go to the room next door. They jiggle the guy's catheter. They go in the room next door and they give the old lady a shower and wipe her butt. They will touch everybody. You want to spread a disease? Give it to a nurse. Send her in a hospital. Absolutely crazy. And this sounds pretty much exactly like what Governor Cuomo and Governor Whitmer did in New York and Michigan that got everybody in the nursing homes killed. They, they took COVID-positive patients from hospitals and upon their discharge from the hospital, forced the nursing homes to accept them, which obviously killed people because that's where your entire at-risk population is in these nursing homes. And then after doing so, they lied about it and tried to cover it up. That's team science. It's slightly depressing to me that we're coming out of this We are coming out, we're coming to the other side of this, and there are still some people, I get why the pharmaceutical companies don't want to let go of it. I get why Fauci doesn't want to get rid of it. But what I don't get is why neighbor Marge diagonal across the street doesn't want to let go of it. There's some super sad, depressing people who are in their comfort zone in the isolation and the lockdowns. They're socially awkward they're not having fun. They're not happy. So they don't want to, they're not ready yet for a world where children are playing and laughing and smiling and can look in each other's faces in school. They're not ready for that. They're miserable. So they want everyone to be miserable. I want to know who left this creepy ass note on our front door that freaked out my wife. Because now she has anxiety and thinks one of our stalker neighbors is going to kidnap her children. So I put the envelope up on the screen. If you're on Rumble or YouTube, I hope you are. If you recognize the handwriting, I want you to find that person, drag them to the town square and humiliate them. If you are that person, go away. Stop it. I don't get this. I don't get this. My, 
I work in healthcare. My wife is a nurse. We've been surrounded by COVID hysteria for two years in every direction, like everybody else in society. What gave you the idea that we've not yet heard your nonsense argument that cloth masks, they're putting t-shirts over our children's mouth holes are going to protect them from dying of COVID? What makes you think that it's okay to come onto our private property and stick your uninvited government propaganda on our door? What makes you think it's okay to come over to my house and creep out my wife like this? Do you know that she has now asked me to unlock the guns and keep one in the nightstand because she's scared? Because a lot of creepy shit like this has been going on in the past couple of years. I mean, my guess is that it's just some neighborhood Karen vagina, probably the one who called the cops on me because I was listening to a podcast too loudly while I was in my jacuzzi, you know, before the, before the, the floater ended up in my jacuzzi last week. That's my guess. Or maybe it's the BLM rioter who stole my BMW last summer during the mostly peaceful protest. Or maybe, probably, it's just some sad, pathetic loser with nothing better to do than harass community mothers. Hey, loser. Listen up. Listen. Listen right now. You hear that? That's the sound of me of rushing off to the mask store to buy up all the masks. I'm going to bring them over to your house, set them on your porch, and light them on fire. That's what I think of your stupid letter. Just just go stick your fat tits in the sand and wait for the tide to come in and pull you out to sea with the rest of the whales. It's unbelievable. It, it just pissed me off because, because I know... The intention of the person who left that note was not sincere. I know they were not leaving that note because they were concerned for our children. They were leaving that note because they want to preach. They want to get on their high horse. They want to feel like they are better people than we are. What kind of reaction did you think you were going to get? Honestly, honestly, did you think I would open up my door? I'd grab that note off the door. I'd, I'd be like, oh, wow, look at this. If you really love your kids, I'd open it up. I'd pull out that propaganda about the masks. And then I'd be like, oh, hey, honey, guess what? Babe, there's a deadly pandemic going around and we can save our children's lives if we make them wear cotton t-shirts over their mouth holes. Is that what you're expecting? Hey, honey, some total stranger just came over to our house and put a note on our door and it has information in it that can help us save our kids' lives. And what, what is it that you're unhappy with exactly? I mean, my children have been wearing masks in school every day for two years. So what exactly is the issue here? Is it that you see them running around the backyard playing and laughing and having a good time and being able to breathe air with no mask on? Is that it? You don't like that my kids are breathing air in their backyard, breathing all over each other? Is that the problem? Would you like us to glue masks to our children's faces the way that nut job teacher did to the four-year-old this past week? Or did you do this because you don't like the sign I have in my front yard that says, let them breathe? 
Do you not like the idea of children breathing? Is that it? Does it bother you? Or do you watch this show maybe and you disagree with me so you wanted to be passively aggressive and attack it? Or are you just a fat ass that nobody likes and you want to harass my beautiful wife who has a house full of love? What is it? Whatever it is, cut it out. It's messed up. Society is messed up right now. We've got hospitals laying off nurses because the nurses don't want the vaccine. We've got children who have not seen each other's smiles in two years in school. We've got bare grocery stores and ridiculous prices. I just paid $8 last night for a dozen eggs. All this madness going on in the world right now, and your concern is, oh, look at Matt's kids running around the backyard, having a good time and breathing. That's what you're concerned about. And what's our glorious administration worried about? Voting rights? Voting rights. Did I fall asleep last night? Did I get hit in the head? Did I get knocked out? Like in one of those... 1980s sitcoms. I got hit in the head. I got knocked out. I woke up and it's 1868. I'm in an alternate reality and black people don't have the right to vote. Is that what happened? Because if that's not what happened, what what are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Who doesn't have the right to vote? What are you talking about? Oh, are you upset because there's some states who want you to show ID and show who you are when you vote? Is that it? Is that the problem? We have to pass the voting rights bill. Mm, why? Well, because Republicans are trying to take away the rights of black people to vote. Yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, they are. How so? They want to force people to show ID. So they want to force people to prove they're the people that they say they are in order to vote. But black people don't know how to get ID. That seems pretty racist. (sighs) All right, let me see if I have this straight. You don't think black people are capable of getting IDs, but you think all people should be required to get the vaccination. But in many places in the country, you got to show ID to get this vaccination. So I guess you just expect these black people who don't know how to get ID to just roll over and die in the street of COVID. Shut up, you racist, sexist, maggot, 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 maggot. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that dramatic performance from The Dad Presents. I like to get silly sometimes, you know, we're too serious all the time. So I hope you're watching on rumble or YouTube, or you missed my, uh, dramatic performance in the outfits, pretty dope outfits, right? All right, guys. And what else is this administration hung up on these days? Pronouns. So important that we get the pronouns, right? You got to know the pronouns. Yeah. Pronouns. I'm talking about those things. They taught you in fourth grade. He, she, they, that's what I'm talking about. Pronouns. That's, that's where we are. We got to learn the pronouns. Well, apparently they taught you incorrectly because it's not just he, she, they. There's hundreds of these things. Pronouns like ghost and desire and bunny 
and kin. As I've said many times, this gender stuff doesn't bother me. I will call anyone whatever they want if it brings them some happiness in life. I will. I want people to be happy. But that's not what this is about. I don't think it's making anybody happy. I think it's making confused people more confused and and a little nutty. And it's giving them license to take their nuttiness and run with it. I don't think it's about happiness. I don't think it's bringing happiness. But what really bothers me is in one hand, you're telling me I got to call him Zerbunny Mix-A-Lot. That's his pronoun. But you're the person of science. All of this lacks science. I am a man of logic and truth and science. And this nonsense lacks all of that. If we have a word, right? You have a word like man. Man. I can define that word. I can tell you what a man is. Whoa, man. Woman. It's a word with a definition. Words need definitions. If a word does not have a definition, then it's just a weird sound you make with your face hole. Like, sounds, right? No definition. They're just sounds. Words can be defined. All of them. So if you're going to walk around town with a beard and some hairy armpits and B.O. and a big old swinging dick and tell me that you're a woman, okay, fine. I'll call you she or her. But first, you got to give me a definition of what a woman is. You have to give me a definition so that we can all get on the same page. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Is a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female, identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right? So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I- identify as What? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Look, lady, I will call you your grandma's taint if you want me to. But the reason it's important to establish some rules and definitions is because truth and facts matter. If we don't have truth, if we don't have facts, we are rudderless. Society is rudderless. And when we're rudderless, we're doomed to crash into an iceberg and sink like the Titanic. There's biological sex, and then there is gender identity. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much, uh, because right, it's really right. not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Can I answer right. that? Um, I, I, I love to, I'd love to answer that question. I, I care about the truth. So, so basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people okay, care about fine. the truth and we're grounded in truth. Right. Um, I care about children, and this, these insane ideas about too. gender are being, are being foist on kids, um, and that, that bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their... Opportunities stolen from them. I care quite a bit. Yeah. This stuff is dangerous because we're becoming a society where truth doesn't matter and words have no definition. And the people who are pushing for this, they're not pushing for this to bring happiness into the world. 
They want to confuse people. They want to separate children from being able to identify with their parents. They want to destroy families and usher in communism. That's the goal. All the warning signs were there. And we already saw them attempting this last summer with Black Lives Matter. One of the goals on the BLM website, stated on their website, one of their goals was to bring about the end of the nuclear family. That was actually written on their website. And then it got so much negative press, they got rid of it. The people who are peddling this gender garbage in schools and peddling identity politics and peddling ideas like minor attracted people, i.e. pedophiles, they want to make minor attracted people an acceptable sexuality. The people peddling this garbage, they're not trying to bring happiness to your children. They're not trying to bring happiness to the people with gender identity issues. What they're trying to do is groom your children for a political ideology so they can have permanent power. Listen to James Lindsay. Okay, now we had James on our show a year ago, episode number 83. Brilliant guy. Listen to him this past week on the Joe Rogan experience. You get these kids like you break down their innocence sexually, especially uh, what you can do is then you're going to they're going to go home and they're going to tell their parents that they're some like lith romantic you know, demisexual, you know, tree, tree self gender, some, you know, pronouns tree, tree self or something that some, and their parents are gonna be like, what, you know, and they're gonna be like, mom, you just don't understand, you know, so that you separate the, the younger generation from the older generations, you get them to break away and think that they're old fogies, that they're repressive. You don't want me to be my true self, et cetera. The goal is actually to destabilize the kid's identity so that they're groomable. That's identity without an essence in queer theory. And then they're groomable and you groom them into this stuff. And then they look at their parents' culture. They look at their parents themselves. They look at their parents' generation. They look at the parents' religion and they say, that doesn't represent me. We need something completely different. So it's to set, it's to just like in Mao's cultural revolution. And I mean that much more literally than, than you might suspect. It's to cut the tie between the continuity of culture up to that point, including the family, and to start a whole new culture afterwards. I mean, Pol Pot called it year zero. I guess Klaus Schwab calls it the Great Reset. Um, but the goal is to separate the new generation from the traditions and views of the old generation. For Mao, it was to destroy the so-called four olds, old culture, old habits, old customs, and old ways of thinking, Sujio and, and Mandarin. And... Um, these kids would get like hopped up on this crap, became the Red Guard and like would go into temples and like rip down all the statuary and tear things down and destroy all the, all the old – all the old kung fu masters mm. got their asses beat by mobs to get rid of like old Chinese culture because it's embarrassing or whatever. You know, there's all – Chinese medicine, of course. And you can say, well, that stuff was bullshit. It probably needed – but it doesn't matter. There's like destroy the old culture and they would go home and they eventually got to where they're beating their parents. Now, let me ask you. Do the things that he's saying about the rise of Mao's communist China sound at all familiar to what we've been seeing in America recently? Sounds pretty familiar to me. Now look, man, we all remember rebelling against our parents when we were in high school. I remember it. It's the natural order of things. Young man grows up, wants to assert his alpha maleness, you know, starts rebelling against his dad. It's a tale as old as time. It's literally one of the Greek stories. So it's, it's the natural order of things. But this indoctrination that they're doing in school is creating some next level kind of shit in our homes. If your kid comes home and he believes he has 15 people living inside his brain, and believe me, that's out there. I've played the videos for you. 
There's a lot of kids out there like that. They believe there's 15 people living in their brain. So they go by all the pronouns. They, she, he, Zyre, puppy dog, all of it. Okay, They've been convinced there's 15 people living inside their brain. And at different times, at different days, a different one of them is in charge. So your kid comes home and he tells you, hey, there's 15 people living inside my brain. And I want you to call me this pronoun at this time and this pronoun at that time. And you look at your kid and you say, sorry, son, that's just not true. You don't have 15 people living inside your head. And if you really believe that, we need to get you to a doctor. Well, he's just going to view you at that point as being an evil, uncompassionate person who doesn't love or understand them. That's how he's going to view you. And if you think this isn't happening in the schools, you're just wrong. I've seen it. I've told you several times. My boy's 12. He's got a little 12-year-old girlfriend. She, I'm sorry, she, they identifies as a non-binary bisexual, whatever the fuck that means for a 12-year-old virgin with no interest in sex. Don't even think she's hit puberty, okay? So I don't know exactly what she means by that. But he tells me that every girl in the school, except for five girls, we're talking about a school of 300 people, every single girl in that school, except for five of them, identifies as something other than straight. It's clearly a fad. It's clearly indoctrination. It's mathematically impossible that there's only five straight girls in that school. Now, I don't worry about my kid. I don't worry about him being indoctrinated because I keep him close and we talk about this stuff all the time. Sexual conversations are very comfortable between my son and I. I started talking to him about this stuff when he was four and five years old and friends criticized me for it. They said he's too young to talk to about that stuff, but I've never fucking listened to friends about how to raise my kid. I wanted to prepare him for what was to come. I didn't want him going to school and becoming indoctrinated with nonsense. I didn't want him going to school and hearing from his buddy, Gary Campbell, in seventh grade, like I did, that you could get a girl pregnant by putting it in her butt. Sorry, Gary, you you didn't know any better. Gary was misinformed and he was handing that misinformation off to me, right? That's how it goes in school. Friends fill their friends' heads with misinformation on sex and it gets passed down and next thing you know everybody has herpes not going to let that happen with my child just like i wasn't going to let these liberal schools fill his head with mindless garbage so i took control talk to your children it might be uncomfortable but you got to talk to them if you don't teach them fucking gary campbell will okay Now, by the way, I've played clips from the Joe Rogan experience in two of the last four shows. That's how it's going to go here. If if I'm doing a solo episode, I'm going to give you clips. Coincidentally, two of the last four shows, I've given you clips from the Joe Rogan show. He's the best, guys. He's just the best at what he does. I'm a piece of shit. He's the best. But the reason I'm bringing this up is his two last guests, Dr. Robert Epstein, who spoke about corruption and dangers at Google and how Google's taking over the world, and it's true, they are. And James Lindsay, who we just heard from, both of those guests have been on The Dad Presents. Episode 83, episode 93. If you haven't heard them yet, go back and listen. Now, I suck at this. We all know I suck. But what I am good at is identifying problems in society before everybody else and then finding qualified experts to talk to us about it. That's my, that's my comfort zone. That's my talent. Identify a problem in society, look at it logically without all the noise, bring in an expert. So I, I couldn't sniff Joe Rogan, Rogan's jock. 
I couldn't carry his water, but I can bring you important issues. So please subscribe. Rumble.com at the dad presents youtube.com at super bad dad although you're not going to find this one there because i already know this show would get me that third strike please subscribe i appreciate you guys and now in this week's edition of the dad presents liberals are embarrassing featuring snoop doggy walker the school nurse good morning west runnenbrook middle school Please excuse this public service announcement by your nurse, Snoop Dogg Walker. So, after my first rap saw some improvement, been told if I rap again, it will start a movement. Here I am doing my part. Now it's time for you all to be smart. Many have slacked off and COVID is ramped up. Keep the masks off and even when asking, what's up? The masks do not protect me or you, unless one of your nose stuck like glue. Please don't make us use disciplinary action. Wear them right and bring on the satisfaction. Let it be clear, we want you here. So, wear your masks over your nose. Say it with me now. Wear your mask over your nose. One more time. Wear your mask over your nose. And a star is born. All right, you guys, thanks for watching. Please subscribe on Rumble and Spotify at The Dad Presents. Please subscribe on YouTube as long as we're still there at Super Bad Dad. And get on out there, spread that love and liberty. I'll see you next time.